Before we begin today's episode, we wanted to take a moment to do a couple of things. The first is to thank every single one of you that were a part of this year's Church Advance Conference. It really was awesome. So thank you for being there. And we want to go ahead and make sure that you have the opportunity to go ahead and get registered now for Church Advance 2021. Four. This is going to be better than ever. We have a feeling we're going to see even more attending this year. And so we want to make sure that our podcast listeners are the first ones who are able to register because really this is the reason that Church Advance exists is because of this podcast. So we want to give you the opportunity to go ahead and be the first to register and get the largest discount that we are going to offer, which is 20% off of registration. This year, you're going to have new guest speakers, Mark Halleck and Josh Tice joining us for the conference. We're also looking forward to welcoming back Kurt Skelly and HB Charles, and of course, the host, Brian Sams. You're not going to want to miss it. And again, we want to make sure that you have the opportunity to get registered before we run out of space. And you're going to get this huge discount of 20% off the biggest discount we're going to offer on registration. If you use the code podcast at registration, and you have to make sure you do that before the the end of March. So again, to claim this discount of 20%, go to briansams.com, register for Church Advance 2024, and use that code podcast at checkout. Well, we are looking forward to getting to the main content of today's episode as we continue to advance a reformation of fellowship, partnership, and gospel hope amongst Bible-believing pastors and churches. This is Church Advance with Brian Sams. Church Advance Podcast with Brian Sams and yeah. Luke Clayton. Yeah, hey, man. here we are uh, in the end of February. We have started this year off with an absolute bang. Oh, yeah, yeah. We have covered some fantastic content. And if you have not yet, make sure that you're going back, you're listening. Well, listen to all the episodes on the feed, but especially since we launched, relaunched yeah. at the beginning of the year here, Church Advance with Brian Sams. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're doing weekly episodes now. Yep. We've talked about kind of the vision, the mission mm-hmm. of Church Advance. We've gone through... The transition uh, in the translation area. Mm. We even brought Chan back on. Oh man, talk about the reluctant pastor. And now we are in a content series, a couple of episodes, part one and part two, talking through this idea of resting in God's plan for the size of your church. Yeah, absolutely. So we've gone through a couple of a couple of points here to start out. The first one we said was avoiding that trap of letting others define your success. Mm. So whether that be the way you were trained, the uh, something I didn't mention in the episode, but like for me, the size of church I grew yeah. up in. I grew up in a large church. Just automatic expectation. Yeah, yeah. You know, what would you know any different if you're 10 years old? Exactly. High yeah. school, yeah. and you didn't travel extensively mm-hmm. in high school. What yeah. would you expect other than every church? It's a church, it's my yeah. church. Exactly. Yeah. So you've got that, you've got social media, uh, and then just yeah. that general comparison game that's going to happen and, you know, like we said, it, it can happen with women looking at supermodels, you know, yeah. thinking, oh, I wish I looked that way. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, it happens with pastors and looking at other churches. And we even said, man, go as far as to cut, I'm not to say there's anything wrong with someone who's constantly, you know, posting pictures and showing, uh, you know, talking about their numbers and stuff. But if you can't handle that, 
unfollow. Right, you know, absolutely. Or get, get disconnected from that. And, and I think it's worth mentioning here too, and we probably touched on this, social media for the most part, a lot of it is not true. You know, I mean, you're, you think about this. You're seeing the highlights. Yes. Nobody's, I mean, very few people, uh, if any, are posting, hey, had Empty a bad auditorium. Day. Yeah, you know, and actually, I remember this. We were talking about Josh Tice. He did that back when COVID, because, uh, mm. you know, he was in Vegas. Got, pr- got hit pretty hard by COVID mm. in terms of the regulations. Oh, right. He had, he had to run at one point five or six services on the weekend or something because they had these all these capacity limits. And I do remember that. And I remember a lot of respect for Josh for doing this. He posted this picture of just a, I mean, it seemed like an empty auditorium. Mm. And, you know, but I can't remember what he said with it, but he's something to the effect of, hey, it's not a lot, but I'm just glad we're in church. You I know? remember that. And, and yeah. so, but for the most part, that's not what you see. That, right. off, that raw, authentic, that's not what you're seeing on social media. Right. You see everybody's happiest day, biggest day, yeah. most salvations. Yeah. Who's who said fifteen people left the church this week? Our church split. Or yeah, yeah. we're off by fifty this weekend. Yeah. You know, it's just it, you're right, and yeah. I think it's a huge trap because we, man, we live there. Our world lives there, mm-hmm. and and I'm, I'm I've I've wrestled with how much I'm gonna live there. I think I mentioned last episode that I'm, I'm I mean I'm going off as far as reading feeds. Yeah. I just yeah. I mean, we've got a program, and my wife's working on it. I, I don't even know what the program's called, but she's managing responses and direct messages and I'm yeah and you're just it keeps me off of it yeah yeah keeps me off of it and that's that can be just the best approach for some I mean, in general you can talk about social media and I mean and we could go off on that tangent. oh yeah at yeah. some point I would I'd love to revisit the yeah uh, you talk about in the best books the um the technology yeah. uh, what oh uh, tax heavy uh tech savvy <laughs> Tech savvy parents, I think is yeah. I mean, anyways, there's a whole lot we can even discuss there about just social media, the benefits of kind of cleansing yourself from it and all that. But in this context, we're talking about it from the perspective of just playing that comparison game, avoiding the trap of letting others define your success. And then number two that we talked about was recognizing that there is always attrition, Mm -hmm. whether that be because someone gets disgruntled, upset, and leaves, or just leaves with no reason, seemingly. Uh, or because they move away, or mm-hmm. there's a church across town that they kind of like better, or they die. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I didn't mention this in the last episode, but you know, I know a pastor who, over the course of 18 months, he had 60 to 70 funerals because he has a, a, lot of, a lot of old people in his church, older people, and COVID came along and literally killed off uh, a huge uh, yeah, number so of people Yeah, so 50 in the people die in your church, and you grew by five, that means you actually grew by 55. Yeah, exactly. So the, number, the attrition numbers are tricky. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's it's uh, very unfair to yourself to not consider all those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, the bottom line question: Are you reaching people? Are mm-hmm. you helping people? Is there new blood coming in? Is yeah. there you know? Those are better questions than mm-hmm. what was the number? Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I th- we were saying how you can get focused on quantity over quality. Yes. You know, I mean, you can have. Uh, I mean, not to criticize any one ministry, but you know, there are these really huge tens of thousands of people at these churches, but really. And again, maybe I'm wrong, but the, the cynical, skeptical side of me can't help but wonder, what is the quality of those people? Yeah, I you mean, know? large, spontaneous baptisms. Yeah. Um, who wants to get baptized this weekend? Yeah, you know, I mean, exactly. And then, and then I'm, you know, I'm thinking of people who leave smaller churches, melt into a megachurch uh, with major marital problems, yeah. major uh, sin problems, mm-hmm. drugs, alcohol, um, yeah. infidelity, yeah. And, and you're like... There was no membership process. Yeah. Some of those things, you're like, 
Well, um, you know, who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, you may have good quantity, but again, what's the quality? Yeah, I think that's really important. Nutrition covers some yeah. of that. So. Well, now we're moving into, yeah. and the, the kind of the closing, the closing quote was to spend more time growing uh, grass than pulling weeds. Yeah. There was a lot to that. Right. Um, but now we're moving into the third uh, third kind of uh, principle here, and that's accept, and this is a hard one. This is going to be a hard one to swallow for some out there, but you just got to accept that your church is not for everybody. Yeah, I mean, you know, Aaron was here a couple months ago. Yeah. And the reluctant uh, pastor, check that episode Yeah, out. maybe it was just a few weeks ago, actually. Yeah. Um, Aaron, you know, love him, but Aaron, Aaron shared his reluctancy-based deployments comparison to me, mm. and I stood outside of his church building and said, Aaron, you're not me, but not everybody likes me. Yeah. And I'm not naive enough to think as I stand in my church, and my church is big enough to know somebody's going to be here. It's not there for me. Yeah, sure. I mean, you got to understand that. The bigger your church gets, the less the people are have to be there just for you. Sure. In other words, I'm, there's going to be a large group of people I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Beyond their name, I don't know anything about them. Mm. Uh, and, and, I mean, goodness, how, how does that multiply over a church of 5,000? Of course. But then you think, but my church is small enough that I can look out there and know somebody doesn't like me. I don't like that. Yeah. Like if it was more like five, six hundred right now, I'd like that better because then they would melt and I wouldn't know who didn't like me. Yeah. <laughs> but don't be naive. Yeah. I don't think everybody likes you or that everybody has yeah. to like you. Yeah. And, and this goes in several le- uh, levels, uh, Luke. One, think about the style of the church. Mm. I had a man just at Trunk or Treat this past week that sat out in my parking lot and told me, Hey, Pastor, yeah, we're actually looking for a church. The last church was, it seemed like it was just nothing but a rock concert. But yeah, just a couple weeks ago, I have somebody telling me we're a little too contemporary for them. Yeah. Well, which is it? What yeah. am I? Yeah. Well, I'm not, well, I can tell you what I am. I'm not for everybody. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, that guy, Armando, came to church and they got yeah. saved. Yeah. Well, that, well, obviously, the yeah. the lights and the smoke and the rock band didn't cut it for yeah. me. Is that a slam on the rock band church? No, yeah. it just means it's not for everybody. Yeah, and, and on the other hand, you know, like I was saying, I was thinking say, saying this a few episodes ago, I used to, I will admit, kind of in my, you know, mid to late 20s, I kind of had a, a couple years there where I got really kind of caught up in maybe the pragmatism and the, the trendy stuff and whatever. Mm. But you know what? I realized there are churches out there that are, they're, they're singing traditional hymns, maybe got more traditional dress. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there that like that. Yeah. That want that. Absolutely. Now, you know, depending on your culture, it's going to be different. Here in the South, probably there's going to be more, you know, people that tend to gravitate towards that. But all that to say, not every they're, they're not every church is for everybody. And so there's different styles, different preferences, and things like that that are going to affect people's, you know, ultimate decision of if they're going to be a part of your church. Yeah, so there's church style. Yeah. Hands down, you can't please everybody, yep. man. No, absolutely I mean, not. give out give out rock concerts, give out Lady Gaga tickets. <laughs> yeah. Have a keg party. Yeah. Ain't it, it doesn't matter how far down the pragmatism chain you go, not mm-hmm. everybody's going to like you. Number one. Number two, not everybody's going to like you. Mm. Let's talk about style and gifting. Okay, I mean, think in terms of... Um, Aaron, back to Aaron. Yeah. I mean, I know it's hard for him to process. Aaron's more didactic. He's more patient, meticulous. There are people that like that. Yeah. There are people that don't like the dynamic mm-hmm. in your face kind of yeah. preaching. And I can't change who I am, but I can change my perspective of it. Mm-hmm. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. And then I think in terms of just the flat reality that churches and, and gifting and, uh, you know, we talked about this. We about the megachurch concept, when you put when you put a, a big personality with lots of spiritual gifts and organizational abilities, yeah. 
that's the church that's going to likely be larger. Has mm-hmm. not could have nothing to do with spirituality. I think that's important. Yeah. Well, it's it's like we we uh, we were saying. I don't think we. We might have said this in a previous take when our recording messed up, but anyways, yeah. I can't remember if said this yeah. in the last episode, but I don't think we've said this on air yeah. yet. But these guys that you think of, um, you know, we talk about Paul Chapel, right. you know, big mega church in the independent Baptist world. Mm-hmm. Uh, you talk about guys of yesteryear, people, Jack Hiles, you know, um, another big mega church at the time in his day. Mm-hmm. And, but even you move outside of the independent Baptist world, you've got Andy Stanley, Craig Rochelle, mm-hmm. Stephen Furtick. Um, these guys, I really do believe, that if they did not pastor churches, if they just weren't called to be pastors, they could be running Fortune 500 conferences. Absolutely. They're just gifted leaders, and, you know, not all of us have the same giftings. Yeah, so you got the talents, parable of talents. You got one one guy has two talents, one mm-hmm. guy's one, one guy's five, mm-hmm. whatever, and they went and developed it. And as much as the one guy developed what he could, it only there was yeah. only so much fruit. Yeah. So... So when you combine a really gifted communicator and a really gifted organizer, yeah. with or without the spirit, yeah, okay, you can have none of that and the spirit can move yeah. and, and something big can be produced. Yeah. But usually somewhere in between is a guy that has one yeah. and not the other, yeah. a little of each. Or I was going to say, not maybe not universally in every case, but most of those guys, if not all of them that I just mentioned, what they do not have giftings in is something like hospitality. You know, the, the, not to say that it's a oh, negative thing. Like, right. as far as a one-on-one being able to, you know, minister in that setting, mm-hmm. a lot of those guys, because I've met, I've met one or two of them, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like you talk to them, and in a one-on-one setting, it's like, oh, this is awkward. This isn't mm-hmm. your thing. You right. might be a great communicator. Yeah. You might, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just they don't have that's that right. gifting. Of, that's right. Uh, that, that's different. So that's where these smaller church pastors, if you will, kind of shine typically. You know, Absolutely. just being able to have that that gift. And, you know, there's way. some people out there, depending on where you're at, it's what they want. Yeah. They want the personable set up, set across the couch in the living room, drink the iced tea, mm-hmm. let's have a, co- a co- cookie together. There's just so much of that going on that you have to accept that. Your church is not for everybody. It might be you. It might be the church. It might be the culture. It might be the style. It might be this. It's it, You just, you not, yeah. I mean, in the city of Jacksonville, a million people, they ain't a million of them coming to this church. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, something as simple as where you're located. Yeah. People, oh, yeah. Some people will say, man, I'll drive 20 minutes for that church. Other yep. people say, heck no. We not had, doing that. We had Sunday three people walk into church. Yeah. They're not going to walk into any church mm-hmm. because they're physically not able. And I think if our, in, in our particular case, we're in a t- part of town that not everybody's wanting to come into. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's not bad, bad, but it's not great. Hmm. And uh, I mean, when we were at the old campus, I mean... I had people walk in. I tell you, it was heartbreaking. One of the reasons we moved, we'd have people walk in, love the service, walk out to me in the lobby and say, Pastor, this is a great church. I mean, honestly, we had no idea where it was located. We pulled up here with the GPS, and, man, we, we just don't feel safe. Yeah, yeah. I had that. People with, I mean, talking about solid families yeah. with young kids with, you know, and you were fortunate to be able to move to a new location, right. but that's, this, yeah. you could tell the story about that sometime. Yeah, very that was unique kind of circumstances. Yeah, miracle type of situation. Exactly. And, and Most that, people can't get that. That's exactly know? right. So you have to then, what, rest. Yeah. <laughs> rest in God's plan yeah. for your church. Yeah. So you're going to, so that, that has to do with accepting your church, just not for everybody, for mm-hmm. a myriad of reasons. Right. Then uh, your church should be multiplying, and this is number four, your church should be multiplying and scattering, not just gathering. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that. There should be ascending culture. Ascending culture. I mean, this is the purpose of the church. You make disciples 
And what is a disciple? Somebody who hears the words of Christ and obeys them and turns into a disciple who was commissioned by God to make disciples. A disciple becomes a follower, and a follower gets commissioned. That's the cycle of the Great Commission. So everybody at some level is being trained or being sent. Some will be sent into your local community, continue to reach people in your church, and some will be sent out of your church to multiply the efforts of the church. Our church, as an example, right now, Aaron is the seventh pastor we've sent out of our church. Over seven years, well, not even seven years yet, Stephen Purse, as I speak, is actively pursuing a ministry opportunity, likely could be a pastor within the next couple months. That would be number eight. I've got two or three guys coming into the pastoral internship program in this year, 2023, and they could be 10, 9, 10, 11, 12. Who knows? My youth pastor may get the urge at some point to go pastor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even people are going with Pastor Aaron over to Mayport to help him. We have sent out of this church at least 30 people wow. with those seven families. Okay, so what's the deal? The deal is you're supposed to do that. Yeah. Exactly. So how do you account for sending missionaries? How do you account for what God has done in their yeah. churches? Yeah. We sent Justin Talbert, his wife, and their two kids. That's four. It's a family of four. And out of our church. They go to a church with 20 people in February 2022. In October of 2022, they have 95 on a high day. Yeah. Yeah. How, do, how do I even... I was going to say, think about that. And, and let's just use round numbers just for sake of illustration. Let's say that within two years of you sending these pastors out, they have 100 people in their church. That's just seven pastors. That's 700 people. Yeah. I mean, that's double, double, maybe triple the size of your church exactly. currently. Exactly. You know, how do you... You can't quantify yeah, exactly. it. That's the point. You yeah. have to rest in it. But if you're not sending, yeah. we've got something to think about yeah. here. Well, um, it's the principle of multiplication right? over just addition. Right. You know? My goal will be 50 pastors out of this church by the time I am done. Wow. Yeah. And, um, I mean, 50 churches with 50 pastors that we trained that, that reached... 20 people in five years, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100 each, that's, man, what, 50, 100? That's 5,000? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing. That's, 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 that's a mega church right that's there. That's a mega I mean, that's church. That's a multi mega church. Multi mega you know? church spread out over the country. Yeah. yeah. And, and I, it's, just, it's just a principle of, of leadership. Like, you're not, you shouldn't be trying to develop followers. You're trying to develop other leaders. Yeah, that's like good. Some of those leaders might choose to stay in your church and mm-hmm. serve in that way, but. Many of them should. They should get the urge to leave and go either start their own church, take a church, help at another church, whatever it may be. Yeah, I totally agree. So I think it's a good, this is a good health check for a pastor. Yeah. What is the sending culture? What's been going on? Am I, are we training people? Yeah. This is your job. This is core to who you are. And uh, if you're not doing that, you should be. And we should be looking for a pipeline. Yeah. And we should be multiplying. I think that goes, that should be bring rest to me. It brings rest to my soul, yeah. man. I mean, oh, here yeah. I am. Our church could easily be, you know, knocking on the 300 door now yeah. or more. But, hey, God God has uh, helped us to send people out. I'm thankful for it. And I hope it's inspiring. I yeah. hope it is multiplying. I hope there's more churches and more disciples when I'm done than when yeah, I started. Exactly. Well, think of it. Go back to that again. What's going to be more valuable? Is it more valuable for you to keep, if you will, those seven families? And maybe, let's say there's three per family, you have 20 to 25 yep. more people in your church or to send them out. And now right. you've been able to, like I said, if it's 100 per pastor, mm-hmm. 700 people. And here's you know? the funny thing. It might be more profitable for me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> because I've got more people yeah, and more, more of this. I mean, here, I'll just be transparent. I think Aaron Aaron talked about this. Um, this may have been at the end of last year when he talked about how our church going into the 2023 budget cycle 
we, I mean, I have a, a, a medium-sized church, good church. Um, we don't have an assistant pastor on the payroll. Yeah. And we don't have but part-time secretary on the payroll. Hmm. We have two church planners on the payroll. Wow. And we're, I'm not like just talking about this, man. Like I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. I'm in with my life. Yeah. And our church, I mean, our deacons are, they're supporting me, of course, but I mean, they're 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 wanting me to very, be very careful and watching the, the the finances so that I can bring one in as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah. So they're wanting to revisit this. So we're right now at the end of February. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're wanting me to revisit this in a couple months. Wow. They're yeah. wanting me. To, they're saying, Pastor, we know you need help. Mm-hmm. We know our church needs you know more support. So yeah. that's the real deal. Yeah. I and mean, that's when the rubber meets the road. You're gonna you're gonna hire more assistants to make your life easier. Or you're gonna send them out. Mm-hmm. So you can multiply churches. It's just a thought. Yeah. And so, yeah, this whole idea of, you know, you should be ascending church. Yeah. You're not just gathering. You're you're multiplying. You're scattering. The final thought here, be faithful enough to keep going, but be humble enough to change direction. (laughs) Yeah. So let's say you you got the right perspective on these. Let's say that you're reaching people, you're, 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 Faithful in evangelism, and you're you're, you're training people, you're mm-hmm. sending people, you're, mm-hmm. you're 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 at peace of all these things. What do you need to do? Just keep going, man. Yeah. Just be faithful. Just just keep doing what you're doing, yeah. and trust God with the results. Yeah. Now, here's the catch: be humble enough to change direction if you're wrong. Yeah, because it could be. Now, here, this is why I was hoping you listen to the end because yeah. I'm going somewhere with this. You might not be doing it right. Yeah. So I, I told you on the way to lunch today, I said, I said, you know, God, God really worked me over. I've been taking Mondays on typical days. This is actually a Monday. I've been working today, but typical Mondays. Um, I take the first part of the day off mm-hmm. and I go out to the beach by myself. Nice. And I sit in a beach chair with a Bible, my phone's off, notebook, journal, and just pray, seek God, no summer prep, just just mind open to God. Yeah, yeah. You know, I wrestled, some of the stuff I'm even talking about right today, I was born out of this wrestling match. Mm. Why is my church not bigger? Why are we, why do I feel like we're halted and you know, whatever? Which at the end of the day, it's not even true, but still, you still just the mind game. And I started praying about the things that need to happen in our church. What, what does God want for our church? And I, I, there's several things in 2023 that are changing. But the one thing that kept coming to my mind was, what does God really want from me? He wants me to get back to mission. I had gotten a little off-centered of just the direct impact of reaching people. Like me, mm. Brian, winning somebody to Christ. Yeah. And so I started praying, God, remind me, show me, lead me to the low-hanging fruit. God, where are people that need Christ? And man, I started writing stuff down. We have a Christian school that meets here at our church. That I mean, we, we I haven't done anything with this year. I've been so busy. Mm-hmm. And I called him. I said, I'm ready to start preaching in chapel again. Awesome. I start loving these yeah. kids. Led to them to the Lord last week. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we amped up, ramped up the Bible club that meets tomorrow afternoon. And we led a kid to the Lord uh, a week ago. That, and that, during that same season, a lady visited our church and came to our new members class. And she looked at me at the end of the new members class and said, Pastor, I'm Roman Catholic. Is that, how's, is that okay? And i like, what must I do to be saved? Yeah, yeah, wow. I led her to Christ on Friday, baptized her on Sunday. And yeah. her and her husband are faithfully mm-hmm. attending our church. God's starting to stir it up again. Yeah. So, I mean, I had to face that. I had to face the fact that I don't think I was being faithful. Yeah. So here, here's some diagnostic questions. Yeah, let's dive into these. How can you how can you get to this last thing? What if I'm not being? What if I'm? What if I need to change direction? Yeah. Here's here's some straight on questions. 
Am I, as a pastor, faithfully sharing the gospel? Am I baptizing converts? Am I leading people to become faithful disciples? There you go. There's the question. If you're not doing that, change direction. Yeah. So you're out there as a pastor, you run 100 people, and you're worried about why your church ain't growing. Okay. Are you leading people to Jesus? Yeah. Not is your church cold, not are your deacons dead, not nobody will come to Saturday Outreach. You. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, man, if there ain't nothing going on there, get your butt out of your office, turn off YouTube, get off of Twitter, get your butt down to the trailer park, get your butt to a basketball court, mm. get your butt to an apartment complex, yeah. or get to the street next door and look for somebody. Wow. Carry a track with you. Remember we used to talk about that yeah, all the time? Yeah. Carry a track with you. Get it to the yeah. Walmart person. Get it to the gas yeah. pump. Share Jesus with people, yeah. man. Uh, it, look, hey, if you're not sharing the gospel and your church is also not experiencing growth, fix it. Yeah. It's not that hard. <laughs> Number two, am I faithfully preaching the scriptures? Am I avoiding preaching politics and opinions? I mean, here's the bottom line. I mean, here's the thing. You could be inadvertently running people off because you're still you still think it's okay yeah. to talk about Donald Trump, mm -hmm. to talk about Nancy Pelosi, to yeah. talk about crooked Hillary or yeah. whatever. I see these or talk about your preferences. Right. Your, yep, your your standards. You still talking about women wearing pants? What's yeah. wrong with you? Yeah. Will you stop? Yeah. No on. wonder. Seriously. No wonder. I mean, yeah. no wonder somebody's not coming to your mm -hmm. church. And you think that you're like the remnant? You or you might be the remnant. But we, we can't talk about church growth in the same sentence. Yeah, sure. You just can't do it. So number number this is, man, that's a tough question. Am I needlessly opening up the back door because of lack of organization mm. assimilation strategy? Yeah. We are working on this ferociously. I was telling you off yeah. the air about the, the Next Steps Connection yep. Center and, yep. and just, just driving. I'm, I'm actively training leaders right now because I feel like there's a hole there. Yeah. Yeah. What happens when the person gets saved? What happens when the discipleship class is over? What happens when they get plugged into a, a class? Is, 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 is the process getting dropped? Yeah, wow. Is attendance being taken? Mm -hmm. Are reports being sent? Mm. Are, are phone calls happening? It, they, I mean, you can close the back door. Yeah. Because people come to your church once they get saved, once they get baptized. If they're not connected, they're going to find a place where they're connected. Exactly, yeah. So, uh, number, what's next? Am I actively training believers to be witnesses and providing opportunities for them? I mean, that's, wow. you know, how about that? How about, have you trained anybody? Um, have you? Do you have an evangelism training course? Yeah. We're starting one in January. Do, are you challenging people? Are you? Are you having the trunk or treats? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. You know, oh, I know it's taboo. Are you having the whatever? <laughs> whatever it is, whatever you do, are yeah. you doing anything mm -hmm. that would get lost people around mm. you and would get people engaged in them? Yeah. yeah. I think these are man. I think these yeah. are tough questions. Yeah. Well, and I, there's another question I think of that ties into that one, and also ties into the first one you mentioned about the personal. You know, are you personally reaching people? And that's this. Is your church more about reaching itself or reaching the community? And it's amazing to me how, and, and, and again, it's not a particular denomination or movement or, or camp or whatever, but it is amazing to me. I mean, because I get the privilege of working with and communicating with a lot of pastors and church leaders, mm -hmm. and, you know, I'll see. You just got to show me an event calendar. Show me an event calendar. That's good. Man. And I'll move through one, maybe two months. And I, and I can tell you, mm. okay, yeah, you're you're a little bit more focused on, you know, keeping people happy in reach, keeping people happy than you are reaching others. It's not that hard to figure out, is it? Yeah. And we have we have made major adjustments in our calendar, Luke, to yeah. make sure that we stay focused on keeping people at the edge. Mm. Thanksgiving basket deliveries—that's yeah. low hanging fruit, man. Yeah. That's poor people in your community. Feed yeah. them. Yeah. 
Take Jesus to him. It's not that difficult. Yeah, do something. Yeah. Do so, yeah. I remember one story. I know that we got over, over time a little bit good. today. Um, my friend Hector, who's coming to be our Spanish pastor, for years had a harvest festival on, on Halloween night as a replacement for, trunk, for trick or treat, mm-hmm. and it was all for their church. And he was asking me at one point, I'm just, we're stuck here, and, 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 and I, was doing a, a, I was doing some training with their people, and I, on the spot, I said, you know what you guys need to do? You need, you need to drop that, drop that harvest thing. That's for you guys. Yeah. Have a trunk or treat. Mm-hmm. And I said, I said, here's all you need. I said, you need, you need 15 people to volunteer for a trunk. Who will do that? I mean, I'm like in a, in a, in a, in a congregational meeting, mm-hmm. just having fellowship. Got the volunteers. Okay, we probably need, um, you know, uh, 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 who, will, who will rent a cotton candy machine? Who will run a face painting machine? Yeah, yeah face painting. And, and by the time that, that meeting was over, it was all settled. Yeah. They had 200 guests come, mm-hmm. over 200 guests for the first time. And their church really, when it, when it got out of that introspection, got in the, the get your eyes on the fields for the white and the yeah. harvest, started changing the game, man. You got to yeah. do stuff in your church. I agree 100% with you. Yeah. You got to create a culture of visitors, yeah. guests, get them on the campus, yeah. love on them, yeah. feed them, anything, anything. man. <laughs> and, anything. and you know, th- this is something we could we could spend all day talking about. Yeah. But I, I do think, I really, I'm optimistic about this. I think that the majority of churches out there, you're actually really close. You're on the cusp of this. You're mm. already doing something mm. uh, or, or things, certain activities, times of the year where you're reaching people. You're getting a little bit more outward focus. And so just, just shifting, again, your programming, your events yep. to be, hey, instead of, because I get some people that are like, well, yeah, we have events that are about that, but also about us. It's like, well, why not just make them all about others? You right. know, I don't know if it's that simple, that right. cut and dry. Right. But, but it you can know, be. It, it's something that, again, I think most churches are closer to it than they realize. And if you are really doing these things, making an effort, you really need to trust God. Yeah. Bottom line, final word. Yeah. Well, hey, this has been a good uh, couple of episodes. And thanks for joining us here on uh, Church Advance with Brian Sanders. Well, thanks again for joining us for today's episode. And remember that you can get early access to upcoming episodes and conversations for free at briansams.com. Just head over to briansams.com to get early access to upcoming episodes before they officially drop to our podcast feed and YouTube channel. Church Advance with Brian Sams is hosted by Brian Sams and co-hosted and produced by myself, Luke Clayton, and my team at mustincrease.com. If you enjoy this content, then please take a moment to share it with your friends and let other pastors and church leaders know about this podcast. We also hope that you'll subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to podcasts. We want to thank you so much for being a part of our audience and encourage you to continue to join us for each episode as we continue to advance a reformation of fellowship, partnership, and gospel hope amongst Bible-believing pastors. Thanks again for joining us for Church Advance with Brian Sams. Thank you.